This week's episode is brought to you by Dead Debbie's Sphincter Replacement Emporium. If you are dealing with having just become part of the Legion of Dead walking the earth due to hell having no more vacancy, you may be wondering, why is my butt leaking so badly? It's simple. You are dead and tissue regeneration doesn't work if you are dead. But thanks to Dead Debbie's Sphincter Replacement Emporium, coming apart at the seams doesn't have to mean a leaky boom boom. Just stop on by and we'll refit your fart box with a tight, fresh brown star. Mention Horror Movie Talk when you stop in and we will throw in an extra duty hole on the house. Dead Debbie's Sphincter Replacement Emporium. We do do your dirty work. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. No, David. Honestly, David, it's like a witch's house in here, David. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your pedal thugs for hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, <laughs> and, pro- and me, Professor David's Day. The foremost expert in scare. No nos. Uh, today we will be reviewing Dawn of the Dead 2004. This is a Patreon pick once a month. Our patrons at the $15 level, they descend upon us and vote on, they suggest movies and then they vote on the movies. Mm-hmm. And this month, well, I should say last month because it, this is actually April's uh, Patreon pick, uh, they picked Dawn of the Dead 2004. They, they've had a lot of good taste recently. In March, they said, do the thing. And now they're saying, do one of the best remakes that's mm-hmm. ever occurred right. in the history of really just film. Right. Um, and so <laughs> they brought you this. And if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to be a part of, of getting to choose what movies re- we review, don't come at us and be like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm flattered when people are like, hey, you should review yada yada. That's usually like the opening salvo of anyone like talking to us on yeah. social media is like, hey, guys, new new listener, like, uh, love the show. I've been catching up. Uh, are you, you guys should review Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, you should review these seven movies, which represent like, you know, a fifth of the year. Right. For it's us. Like, uh, OK, we'll get yeah, to it. Yeah. And we always just say, hey, you know, consider becoming a patron. But uh, if you can't, we understand. But it does support the show, and uh, and so we appreciate yeah. all of our pa- patrons very, very much. By the way, and really, if you want a specific movie, like model yourself after Magnus, which did a whole campaign on rats. Yeah, like he, where he got everyone on board. It's it's like it a, became a meme. Yeah, you have to run a political campaign to get the movie you want us to review on horror movie talk. It's not so easy, right? Uh, yeah, so speaking of which, uh, big thanks to the most recent patrons, Jonathan M., Michael H., Christian C., and Clyde 
M. We appreciate all of you. Uh, this was recorded weeks in advance, so if I didn't get to your name, it's because this was recorded weeks in advance. Uh, a cool thing you may not know about Horror Movie Talk, we have the best community of any podcast you've ever listened to. This is evidence on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Horror Movie Talk, and on our Facebook group. It's You can't go wrong joining that Facebook group. Um, or tossing us a follow on Twitch because you're just gonna be you're just gonna meet a bunch of like-minded people who are just really salt of the earth kind people. You can check us out at horrormovietalk.com. From there, you get links to all of our social media. We have second Saturday watch parties every second Saturday of the month, where we stream a watch party and have a uh, a, a chat feature that you know you get to be part of the community and make fun of the movie as it goes i had so much fun with jason x it was the most fun i've ever had with a watch party ever yeah that's i think that's like we're finding what movies work yeah for a watch party and uh jason x was jason x was like right in the sweet spot i almost want to just watch that only for the second saturday watch party it's almost and like we've watched some good movies and it's just not quite as fun yeah other than like just saying wow this is really good yeah it's funner to have stuff to make fun of yes it is um but also like if it's too bad it's like miserable yeah like, everybody's not having a good i think time. our first one was uh the bye bye man <laughs> which oh, yeah. wasn't a great experience yeah man that was been a year of this yeah, it's been wow. a while yeah um we do post new episodes every single wednesday so make sure to subscribe and leave us a rating on apple podcast uh, you can get a hold of us, leave us a voicemail at 682-253-4468. You get on the show that way. Also, you can leave us a message on our bodily fluids exchange program. That uh, is another voicemail where you just get to exchange your body fluids, and that's at 252-228-4628. We got a great show for you today, but before we get into it, we're going to talk a little bit more Oh, wait. Uh, no. We got a great show for you today. We're reviewing Dawn of the Dead 2004. Yeah, I got to redo the template on this because we yeah. mentioned this twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. Uh, our scores are 1 to 10, 1's terrible, 10's great, and 5 is average. Uh, and after we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what mm-hmm. we liked and hated about the film. And later in this episode, after we review the film and get into spoilers, we will be uh, talking about a new podcast that I started uh, called Hotline, an advice podcast. Uh, and you can, uh, and it's just it's just me giving advice to callers. So, uh, and I do need you to call. So, I mean, you can leave an email too, but if you'd like to listen to my new podcast, you can look it up pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. And again, that name is Hotline and Advice Podcast, and we'll get into that after the show. But also, we'll be talking a little bit more about our Spotify deal, potential, pending, pending Spotify. Po- potential Spotify deal. Mm-hmm. So, we watched Dawn of the Dead 2004 on Amazon. Because our, like I said, our patrons patrons told us to, and I was not disappointed in the very least. What about you? Were you disappointed? I was not disappointed. Okay, good. Well, with that, let's get into the trailer. Hey, Vivian. And I look, I can go backwards. Let me see. Hey, that's amazing. Hey. Hey, you. 
Vivian, honey, are you okay? Lots of loud noises. Yeah. So Dawn of the Dead 2004 goes a little something like this. A nurse, policeman, young married couple, and salesman walk into a mall. Following the downfall of humanity, they do their best to survive and return to some form of normalcy while in the mall, but are constantly reminded of the scourge just outside the mall entrance. Teenagers! Uh, I mean, zombies, of course. (laughs) (laughs) At first, a gang of angry mall cops subdue our group, but eventually good triumphs over mall cops and... And the Cinnabon is quickly open for freeloading. The gang befriends a gun store owner across the street from the mall named Andy, and eventually a van full of new survivors shows up, which complicates things for everyone. In the end, everyone gets more zombievers than they bargained for. Um... My review of Dawn of the Dead 2004 is, if you have seen the original Dawn of the Dead, and not this one, you might rightly ask, why would you need to remake this masterpiece? (laughs) But, (laughs) if you've seen the 2004 remake, directed by Zack Snyder and written by James Gunn and George Romero, you will definitely understand that it's not always a bad thing to remake classics. This isn't just a sprucing up of the original. It's got a huge budget of $26 million, tons of clout, and a way tighter script than the original. It's like Romero wanted to do it again, but with hindsight being 2020, and boy, it just kind of works. And my kids are really clomping around upstairs. Are they? Little clompers? Uh, You've got the same message in this one as in the original, with an updated veneer and way edgier content. Not only that, these zombies run! By the way, if you haven't uh, checked out the most thorough blog on whether or not zombies should run or walk, you should check check it out in our blogs. Um, uh, Keith, our blogger, one of our bloggers, our biggest blogger, uh, wrote a piece mm-hmm. a, a couple of years ago now about 
zombies running versus walking, and that's a an interesting difference. Oh, we have a phone call. Hold on, phone call coming hotline. in. Hello. Stick around. I'm so, I'm so excited to to use my phone every time. Like, there's only two people that call it regularly: my wife and Safeway Pharmacy. Stick around for the end of the show to listen to exactly what that conversation was all about. Um, uh, so, yeah, check out our zombie or Keith's zombie blog at horrormovietalk.com slash blog. The action in this Dawn of the Dead feels way more tense, tense and the stakes feel a lot higher, too. As with many Snyder movies, this one has a goofy filter on it to make it darker, uh, but it's much less abrasive than some of his other efforts. This may be one of the best zombie movies ever made, and I think that has a lot to do with all these spectacularly talented people that come together on this Dawn of the Dead. The cast, direction, writing, uh, they're all proven talent. And uh, the end result is pretty great. What do you uh, What do you think about this one? Yeah, I agree. I think it's like probably the best high budget traditional zombie movie. Yeah, that's ever been done. See, I'm I'm kind of confused because I I feel like I've heard people complain about this one, like that they didn't like it. I don't understand why someone wouldn't like this movie. It's elitism, Maybe. probably elitism of them. You're like, oh, it's, the original's better. No, it's not. The original is much, much worse than this movie. <laughs> it's, it's well, I mean, the original has a lot more charm because it's very independent mm-hmm. and very obvious that it's flying by the seat of your pants, which is kind of a whole lane for horror movies. Um, but this is not that. You're right. It's taking the same concept. And uh, tightening it up a lot, blowing it up and putting a nice Hollywood sheen on it. Yeah. Throughout, which is very enjoyable. I know? mean, there's some legendary talent on this, yeah. you know, like this is uh, this is one of James Gunn's first forays into the mainstream out getting out of trauma. Uh, this is uh, early Snyder and this is all backed up by Romero. So right. it's it's basically just got the blessing. Yeah, it's legit. Put on it. And it's it's kind of I mean, you George have, Romero movies like put zombies on the map mm-hmm. and like has affected how it's treats this subject like every time cuz you know, the first ones were lots of shambling like easily of evaded <laughs> zombies. Right. And this is the first like turning point of fast zombies and like aggressive well and uh, i don't know if that's actually true 28 days later um might have come out a little bit before this but did it let's see um yes two years before this really yes okay but but not the same zombies at all no 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 no. but the concept is extremely similar right so okay well i i apologize We'll, we'll add that to the erratum section on a future episode right um so yeah, I mean it's it's also kind of the template for like The Walking Dead. You know, it's it's very much, you know, slice of life like how would people survive in this situation setting them up as like a little uh microcosm society. Yeah. And really exploring societal problems or classism or or, or whatever in inside this 
little globe of this mall. Yeah, it's it's real interesting. And, and you know, the act, the talent in it will later go on, you know, a lot of them will later go on to be pretty big deal people. Right. I mean, it's got Ving, Ving Rhames is the biggest name in mm-hmm. this. And he just plays the same character. He just picks up his cop character from Pulp Fiction and just continues going with it. Well, he's not a cop in Pulp Fiction. Okay. He picks up his Pulp Fiction character and becomes a cop with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same character he plays in Pulp Fiction, as far as I can tell. He gets annually raped by a zombie. Right. And then Bruce Willis comes with the samurai sword. <laughs> uh, but also, like, Michael Kelly from the 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 go-to guy in House of Cards. Right. Is, is the mall cop. Is a young mall cop in this. I and realize- so good at being a dick. I, I didn't check this, but I had a realization or a question. Is Michael Berry related to Todd Berry, the comedian? This is Michael Kelly. Michael Kelly? Yeah. Oh, who's Michael Berry then? I don't know. Okay, never mind. Bring it some- There's someone named Berry. Oh, there is, a, there is a Michael Berry in this. My apologies. Do I have the wrong person? No, Michael Berry is the other mall cop, I think. Is Yeah, is one of the other mall cops, I think. But uh, it doesn't have his picture, and I am B E R R Y or B A R R Y. But it's uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's not the guy. Yeah. Anyway, All right, never mind. Well, the guy that you're talking about, he's got a lot of the same inflections as Todd Berry, and I thought like, oh, no, yeah, related, but no, and they they have similar facial features, right? So yeah. it's completely off. No, no relation. Cause no, it's not the right name. What uh, what would you score this? Um, I'd, I'd give it a nine out of 10. Yeah. I was, I was wiggling back and forth between a nine and a 10. Yeah. I, I feel like this is just so much better. The original gets a 10 for uh-huh. me. Definitely. Uh-huh. Um, because it changed the course of the course of horror movies. Kinds of, I can't remember and this what one I gave feels, this, this one feels better than that one to me. Um, so it's, I have to go a 10 on this one. Even just 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 kind of on merit, I guess. Yeah, I can't remember what I gave the original. I don't think I gave it a high score because I didn't enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> I didn't like it that much. Um, but yeah, this is this is a really good movie and probably the most enjoyable zombie movie, apart from maybe Shaun of the Dead. You know, like uh, this is the the yeah, standard... but that's like a separate thing. Right. I mean, in terms of like straight ahead, yeah, traditional like zombie movie with no gimmicks right other than being a zombie movie this is the best yeah yeah no i agree i think this is this movie is a a lot of a lot of fun but it also goes real hard into some um you know it does what a dawn of the dead should do you know it's it's like oh geez they went there with it god damn yeah yeah it goes pretty pretty hard in some spots um my one beef with it is that with with all zombie movies and like they, they kind of muddle together and there's there's a limit to what you can really do with them. Yeah. Like I'm never convinced that like oh it's exploring a new a new avenue of zombie movies. No, it's literally different types of zombies is like the best you can do. But in terms of like storyline there's like oh no. That person is bitten. <laughs> what do we do? Are they actually bitten? Or are they hiding it? Like, that's pretty much it. Or like, right. oh, we're trapped. Right. How are we going to get out? That's, 
it's a pretty narrow spectrum of like what can be done with these movies. And this one hits all of them. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why I give it a nine. Cause I'm just not, I'm never a huge fan of zombie movies. I've gotten, seen so many of them and like I get that some people are obsessed with them and go through their phase and, and my friend group definitely went through it and I kind of was along for the ride, but I just don't, I don't get that much enjoyment out of it. Yeah, my yeah, it's I watched like every zombie movie ever made during a, a period of my life because I was just obsessed with the world building like right con- conceptual aspect of the whole thing. You right. know, like what would you do? So, how far into Walking Dead did you go? One season, one season, and then the second season, I got like three episodes in. And I was like, "What the shit is this? This is just a soap opera," and then, and, and and like. Having read uh, some of the comic books, like the comic books are good. Yeah, they're good. And uh, it takes and it takes is... too much time. Like I, it realizes like the source material. They assume it's not going to be. There's not going to be enough source material to work off of, so they take there's it real slow. Thousands of these comics. There's hundreds of these. Yeah, I feel like the second season like was way slower than it needed to be, and mm-hmm. they really needed to get to. Yeah. Um, the governor quicker. Once it got to the governor, it was interesting again. Okay. But I'll take your word for it. Anyways. Um, with that, you guys should, should support those who support us. And one of the biggest sponsors that we have is definitely nightchannels.com. You head on over to nightchannels.com when you need a shirt that's going to get some attention and is either horror themed or maybe has a band on it. Or sometimes it's just uh, it's it just says um, fuck around and find out, you know, like uh, it's, this is nightchannels.com has a ton of niche and cult classic kind of short shirts and sweatshirts that are sure to make, you know, they're sure to turn some heads. And I guarantee you, if you just surf around there for like, give it five minutes, you're going to find something that you definitely go, I kind of need that. I kind of need that Akira t-shirt. God damn. I kind of, kind of need that. Yeah. It's fun to go through them. I mean, it's got, (laughs) it's even got like literature shirts, like occult books, like cats, magic and occultism. Yeah. And, um, like paranormal shirts it's got really obscure like um like hardware film shirts i, I like I've, i don't even know some of these so like if you're deep deep into the genre of horror and yeah. you're like well seasoned you're gonna find a shirt of a movie that you would not expect there to be a shirt for that's that's for damn sure and if you use code hmt at checkout you get 13 percent off your order make it a big order you're not gonna have to uh you're not gonna have to fuck around with finding some cool shirts for a while if you you know if you if you drop some money on on five shirts damn you get 13 percent off and uh and you you, you know you got a shirt yeah. for every day of the week ostensibly they got, they got like a racer head blue velvet yeah persona gummo their terminator their terminator 2 t-shirt i love it i might, um, I might need to get a gummo shirt I uh, I just recently watched Gummo. I was not terribly impressed. It was not a, it was not as fun as kids. Um, it wasn't bad. Longtime sponsor of the show Shutter dot com. That's S H U D D E R dot com has all the best streaming horror movies and shows for your entertainment. 
I've been having a real blast on Shudder lately. I just got done watching Nightbreed, which is a Clive Barker directed, written by and directed and inspired by his um, story. It's a great movie. Also, The Endless, which uh, which is just a fabulous existential um, kind of UFO slash alien based uh, horror movie done, I think, in 2016, I, which is really, I would recommend everybody watch The Endless. And then also Fried Berry, uh, I just got done watching. And again, South African, South African directors and filmmakers, something about them. They really get depravity. And uh, so those are, and then Carrie and I have been watching uh, Channel Zero, um, Candle Cove which is the first season of Channel Zero. And that's just a spectacular sci-fi channel uh, original show that is really spooky. So all of that you can find on Shudder.com. And if you enter code HMT at checkout, you get a 30-day free trial of Shudder and, uh, instead of that stupid seven-day free trial. And uh, so get, check it out. They've got tons of great content over there. And, uh, and I guarantee you, you'll be signing up for, because it's real, real cheap after the 30 free 30 days. It's like Mm -hmm. four bucks, five bucks a month, something like that. So it's just a no brainer. If you're a big horror junkie, shutter.com. If you want to support the show directly, the best way to do so is by heading on over to our Patreon. And you know what? You don't, if you do that, it's not like you're just giving us money. You get a bunch of shit in return. We record a whole nother podcast called the Afterpod, where we leave the mics running after the show. We allow uh, patrons at a certain level to vote on one movie a month, just like this one, uh, where you know it makes us review it. And then we have an even an, an even better tier that gets all of that stuff, and you get exclusive access to one movie a month that we only release our review of on Patreon. Patreon. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're if you're a six dollars and sixty cents six cents a month patron, you could be listening to this episode early, and two weeks early, or so, three weeks early, and, and without these commercials. Without these commercials, so it's really a win 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 win. Mm-hmm. You can head on over to our shop at horrormovietalk.com slash shop, and we have magnets, we got stickers, we got shirts, we got coasters, we got all kinds of. Um, beautiful merch with uh, with Dustin Goebel's uh, beautiful art sprawled all over it. And uh, so you can rep our brand and help support us and Dustin by buying some of our merch. Yeah, I mean, we got to mention, Dustin does take commissions, and we've had several listeners commission his artwork. I mean, if you have a job and you're just sitting on that stimulus check... <laughs> Use it for a good cause. Support your local st- artists. The kids say stimmy. Stimmy. Um, go to Instagram at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram to uh, reach out to him. He will do whatever you ask. If there's any obscure um, like horror art that you'd like him to do, he'll he'll pull it off. And you'll hang it on your wall and say... I'm a patron of the arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's incredible his his ability, and uh, and we sure do appreciate him. And if you'd like to leave a message for the show, you can do so by again calling our voicemail line. Drop us a line. We're getting real backed up with messages. Well, we have two. 
Um, I think, no, I think we have a bunch. Uh, I could be wrong. I thought um, we just did it last. No, wait, we didn't do last. No, week, we, we? yeah, no, we have a ton in there. Oh, so should we do? Maybe. I don't know if there, I, I don't know if there'll be time. I don't know. Mm. But uh, you can give us a call at 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. It's so deep. So the movie starts out with a classic yeah, early was... signs of outbreak montage. Yeah. This is probably one of the strongest movie openings. Like not just horror movies, just movies. Oh yeah. It's such a great like opening sequence. I'll tell you, the movie that gets slept on for strongest movie openings, and I was thinking about this a couple couple a month or two ago, Robocop two. You've never seen a movie that sets up the premise as strongly or as or with so much italics, bold faced font as as you have on RoboCop 2, except for maybe this one. They both are real strong starts Yeah, where it's just like RoboCop 2 is like, look at this fucked up thing that happens. Look at this even more fucked up thing that happens. Holy shit. The most fucked up shit. Like there's a baby that's going to die. And it's like, Ugh. But, the baby looked at you? And this one does the same thing. It's a it's a great way to build it into a crescendo right off the bat. So yeah. you get your classic like, oh, I'm driving through the town and there's a there's, you know, a guy munching on an arm, you know, in the background. Just gets ignored, you know, kinda like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's it's a it's a whole vibe. Right. And it goes from like, oh, there's there's uh completely forgettable things where if you weren't watch, if you didn't know you were watching a zombie movie, you wouldn't pay any attention to it. But then she goes home, has some time to relax with the to, hubby, to fuck her husband, or get fucked. I don't know how you would say it. Does it? Uh, uh, she's a strong, proud woman. She's uh-huh. fucking him. And uh, go to bed, and then wake up in the middle of the. Well, no, I guess it's morning time. Yeah. And then the neighbor girl without a jaw comes in and tries to eat. Was it a neighbor girl or was it their daughter? I thought it was a neighbor girl. I don't think so because the husband because the husband was like sweetie or something like that. Um, In any event, it's a little girl who's infected yeah. with zombies. Anyways, she she bites hubby, and hubby does like a two Mississippi and then revives and starts chasing after. Yes, the girl and and that the sequence where she's running away, gets in the car and leaves. That is fantastic like that's what you can do with a big budget is these great shots there's like my favorite part is and is where he's running after her in the car you see him through the rear view um window mm-hmm. this and, is, this and then is, he spots like some lady in the in her yard and like veers off tattooed in my mind yes yeah. the start of this movie is just i i remember it it's so visceral and mm-hmm. so like shockingly fast to where there's so many other movies that that use this type of opening now oh, like yeah. i'm pretty sure i mean in the trailer of um uh silent place 2 was that what it's called quiet quiet place quiet a wait quiet <laughs> house <laughs> go ahead a quiet zone 
part two. Um, it's basically like uses this a template. quiet place. Um, what was the one with uh, Sandra Bullock on Netflix? Bird Box. Bird Box does this. Um, it's just so effective. And I think this is kind of the first example of doing it real well. The thing that I like about this one is they is they attach like a body camera to her, right? And it's mm. like fixed out in front of her. And, uh, and it's just like all the shit you see going on in the periphery behind her. You know? I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very strong start. And, uh, and it, yeah, so it, it just, it just delves into the insanity of the whole thing. And the action on this is just, mwah. It's yeah, and just, it gives, mwah. It's so intense and fast. And it gives a real scope of what's happening. I mean, if you compare it to the original Dawn of the Dead, the way that one kind of communicates is like, they go out in the field, they're like going around and like, oh, look, there's more zombies in the field. They're everywhere. Yeah. This one does it in like a, the big budget way, whereas big panorama pull, from the helicopter, you pull out the camera and you see the entire like city with like smoke pillars and explosions and, and like real shit happening. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. It, it, it's. It really impresses upon you the – it's great because – because, okay. It impresses upon it, – it, 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 like, drops you into this soup of, like, oh, my God, shit's going down. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And it tattoos this shit in your head, which is fabulous because Dawn of the Dead, a lot of the movie is just downtime. It's just mm-hmm. chilling at the mall. It's just like trying to live your regular life at the mall. But because they do this crazy start, you kind of feel that high tension the whole time with with this one. Whereas with the original, uh, you kind of you get really into a kind of a boring complacency in, in, the, in the middle of the movie, which is just like, look, we're having fun. We're shooting pool at the pool shooting store, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, we're catching up on books we didn't read before. It's like book reading. Who cares? Um, But in this one, you kind of always have that. You kind of always have that in the back of your mind. Like, oh, shit is really going down outside the mall. Yeah. So she runs into Ving Ving Rames and a married couple. uh, And the married couple is obviously pregnant. Pregat. Pregat. Preganonant. And um, we're starting the podcast a little early. So it's right, and I'm assuming from hours six thirty to eight thirty is your prime shitting time. I where you're shit. exclusively on the toilet. I shit a lot. <laughs> I'm very proud. I, 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 but you know, being on keto, I have to, uh, I have to take a lot of fiber just to make sure that I'm not, you know, just. Just dumping water out of my britches. Just yeah. boom, boom, boom. You know, like, ooh, it's just watery. Oh, just water, water, water. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Where were we? So, yeah, it gets, it's, it's pretty epic intro with Johnny Cash when the man comes in, comes around, when the man comes around Mm -hmm. they got that they got that the license to to use that piece of music and it works so well in the uh beginning credits the music cues in this movie are pretty on point like that one and then richard cheese 
Oh it's yeah, fantastic. Yes, this is like the first. Uh, this is the f- one. I think this is where I found out about Richard Cheese. Um, because- come on, come on, get down with the sickness. You fucker, get up. Come on, get down with the sickness. You yeah. So if you're not familiar with Richard Cheese, he's a lounge singer who covers pop songs, mm-hmm. and he's like you know the same way um, Weird Al does, but with a lounge right, and uh, it's vibe. It's, they're such like diamonds, bangers. Almost every time, there's a moment in the in the song that I'll laugh out loud. Yeah, his latest, he's he's done uh, covers of WAP. Yeah, and uh, what was the other one? There was some other uh, song that he that he covered that was great. He's he's so on point, but but yeah, he uh, he does make it into the. What's the one part that? Oh, can you give it to me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, If you haven't listened to Richard Cheese, do yourself a favor. You will really have a good time going through his catalog. Yeah. Go on Spotify. Just look up Richard Cheese, which also, by the way, is a great name. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So so they so she meets a salesman and and they quickly pair up. And and then they pair up with Ving Rhames, the cop, and the married the married couple who is pregnant, and then they head to a mall. I love how they're like, "Where are you going?" Like, "Oh, we're gonna go over here." Like, blah 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 blah. And then they look slightly to their left and like, "Oh, there's a mall there. Let's go to the mall." Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> how did we miss this? <laughs> uh, well, that's the obvious answer. <laughs> okay, so this now begs the question, Bryce. Zombie apocalypse is happening. Mm. This is unavoidable. Um, what what do you what do you do to I, save your family? You have kids. You can't give up. I know your your basic go to standard model is just just give in, just die. But you can't. Um, well, I can. Uh, no. I don't have a lot of faith in my survivability mm. in in this scenario. Um, I mean. Just look at any zombie movie. The fat guy does not last very long. Zombieland usually... even makes it their first rule. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's not looking good. But yeah, I mean, I would hole up somewhere. I mean, I'd be kind of fucked. But You know, I don't think you would. Assuming you were able to muster the, you know, the the drive for life to sure. to to board yourself into this house you're ex-mormon so you have a lot of food in this house um you stockpile well, yeah i probably would probably make our way over to my mom's house and she has like a literal like two-year supply of food hanging out um i think this house would probably I, I, be better for survivability than your mom's house because you could just ditch the whole upper floor and not have any signs of lights or movement up there and you could just live down here where it's a lot harder to get in there's these windows are pretty yeah small. i mean yeah that's it's true but i think like the lesson learned from any zombie movies is that that's just not a great idea to hole into like a house because you just get surrounded i think it's by a, zombies i think it's a much worse idea to assume that you can travel um well i guess it depends on the type of zombie like yeah Never seen zombies really break through car windows so much, but I guess it, theoretically they could. No, I mean, like, I feel like an alternate course of action that's not obvious, like, th- this movie mentions, like, hey, we could just go on a boat 
go out to an island and then uh, we know how that works out. But like an alternative thing, like go out into the woods. Everybody's, go. The woods are going to be so fucking full. Um, I think the only way is like if you have like a real concrete fortress. You go like to a, you, everybody's like, well, I go to the gun store. It's like, yeah, you and everybody else, you're going to get shot at the gun store, dopey. Yeah. Like, you think the gun store owner isn't fucking fully... Per- the gun store owner is the only person who gets to say, I'm going to go to the gun store. <laughs> what would... Okay, here's here's another question. If guns are not an option, if you ran out of ammo, if you, if you don't have access to guns, what would be your go-to weapon of choice? Ooh, that's a really good question. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say a bat. I'm going to have to say something that slides real easy, uh, can, can inflict tre- tremendous... Uh, bludgeoning trauma and and it slides off them. There's nothing that's going to get stuck in anybody. It's just mm. wah, wah, wah. You know? Just wah, wah. Whack, I'm whack, whack. Whap, whap, whap. Yeah, whacking day. That's some... Whatever, I can't... Wet-ass pussy? Um, okay, so uh, I think the slept-on weapon mm. that actually is the obvious choice for me. Hmm. Um, and historically would be the one that a is samurai the most sword. No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, a, 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 um, fuck. It's so early. A spear. Like a, like a real good spear. I mean, even just a sharpened pole. Yeah. Would be superior to almost any weapon that you see in a zombie movie. Like machete, you're letting them get way too close. Way too close. Like, and, you know, you, how well of an, how good of an aim do you have for machete? Like, once they're that close to you, like, if you miss them, then you're fucked. I don't know, man. Um, the further out you get from your body with that spear, the the greater the amount of accuracy you're going to need, you know? It gets real kind of, gets real fucky once you get six or seven feet out, you know? Mm, yeah. Um. I've, yeah, I yeah. Tell the Roman army about how ineffective spears are. Yeah, like people a, that train exclusively with spears are good at spears. This just in. Well, I mean, it's just as good as people training with knives. I mean, it's not like how effective are people going to be in close range with anything? Like my, my money is not very effective. That's why I think the baseball bat is the obvious way to go. It's still pretty close. I mean, it's it's doing better, but also bludgeoning force. Like skulls are pretty tough. Um. And I feel like you'd just be, you'd get a good bonk in, like mm. it'd go twang, and then the zombie would be on you. Like, I, see, that's the other thing about a spear is that if properly used, like it also, not just like, is it good at taking them out at a distance, but it also can keep them at a distance because you can use it to push, push them from a distance. I completely agree with everything you just said, especially the part you said, if. That's the most important part of that whole thing. I don't have faith in my ability okay, well, to spear well. Let's go full on Roman army. Have have a spear, mm. a very well sharpened spear implement for distance, but also have a gladius for close combat. Like in case they in case they get you, then you have a have kind of a short stubby sword handy to where you can That's no problem stab. at all. I have all kinds of short stubby swords just Sitting around my house. I guess those are called machetes. No, you you want a stabbing sword, though. Oh. So, uh, 
word to the wise, like I see that's what you want. That's what you want. I think people like go with hacking mm. or swinging, I, like especially with a swarming army. Like you don't want to depend on a swing mm. to take them out. Mm. You want to depend on a stabbing short motion. Yeah, and that's I think I think the spear is going to get caught up in them. You know. Think, no, I mean it's, it's it's way way less likely to get caught than like a knife or any anything like that. Yeah. Okay. It, well, it, I'm looking at Bryce with incredulousness. I'm interested to to hear what y'all. I'm not have talking to say. about like a giant. Like I'm thinking of like a like literally, um, just a sharpened stick. Just a sharpened stick, but with metal. I mean, it, it just basically there's no like um, hilt. Kind of thing. There's mm-hmm. no like um, guard on no it. No hook. No hook. Yeah. But even then, that might, might be useful as well. So I mean, it's one of those things where um, if you look at <laughs> Bryce is getting Bryce is tapping into that deep, deep inside you seventh grade part of like it's. That's, I mean, that's what zombie movies. This are about. is yeah. He's doing that's exactly. It. What, I can what, see him. I'm telling you, people are sleeping on on spears. Like if you look at. What is the most effective weapon for a horde of people? Mm. Spear. Grenade. Like, oh, like spear. Y- you, you look at like ancient Japan with like samurai, you assume like, oh, samurai, they use samurai swords. Like, mm-hmm. No, their primary weapon is a, is a spear with mm. a knife at the end. Like that's, that's how you kill a lot of people in you know, short order. You know, the other thing like, that a spear can be used for is a walking stick. It can be used yeah. to vault things. It's a, it's a pretty thing, but. I will say I'm going to stick with my bat. Um, uh, I, I'm going to say that I'm going to stick with my bat. I, I have also, a, it's pretty lightweight for like the utility of it. Yeah, but like try and have, fit that into your sedan, you know? Okay, here's the question. Bat, wooden or metal? That's a good question. That's actually a really good question. I think the way to go with a bat is, is as light as you can go. Hmm. So I think that has to be metal, getting an aluminum bat. Um, because you're going to get tired winging around a heavy bat. You know, you're going to get tired winging around a, a wooden bat. And not only that, you can really uh, destroy wooden bats pretty easily by hitting things mm. hard with yeah. them, you know. I feel it's, I don't know, maybe I'm not a bat expert, but I feel like a metal bat would get dinged Great. like pretty immediately to where it would just bend in half. Um, you may be right, but I mean, I've never seen a metal bat explode, uh, while watching a baseball game, but I've seen a billion wooden bats explode. They just, it's like, you know, they're cracking them all the time. Yeah, but that's major league baseball. They're it's very strong. Have you, are you looking at me? <laughs> I am. Is it time to take that's... my shirt off right now? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. What's happening? How uh... dare, how dare you? How did now? Uh, now are you? Now if you want to see feel? David shirtless, tune in on any Saturday on Twitch, twitch.tv slash horror movie talk. Wow, we've really gone off the rails here, but it's easy. But this is why this movie's good. It's a zombie movie. This it's designed to have this conversation specifically. Again, give us a call with your zombie plan at six eight two two five three four four six. I'm telling you, I'm going to make a zombie movie where people use spears, and it's, there's going to be no tension whatsoever. <laughs> It's like, gonna happen. Oh yeah, we figured it out. We just sharpened this long stick. Sunshine, lollipops, and <laughs> rainbows, everything. Na, 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 na. And Bryce just standing there with his spear, vaulting across small ditches uh-huh. and like using it as a walking stick and like spear using it to spear his food into yeah, his mouth. Using it as a spit, you know, over the fire. 
<laughs> okay, so back to Dawn of the Dead, 2004. So they get into the mall, and immediately they they notice the mall cops because mm-hmm. they're detained by the mall cops. This is this is such a fabulous idea. The concept of the oh, of the mall cop who normally has no power and now assumes all the power. Like this is mall cop on a power trip. This is genius. And they cast. You these don't even guys. have to say mall cop on a power trip. You, <laughs> you when you say, say mall cop, like you understand. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's redundant when you say mall cop on a power trip. Yeah. I'm sorry to all the mall cops out there. I'm sure most of you are, are cool people. Uh, it's just you know how you are a little bit. You got this a little bit inside you where you're like – where right now you want to reach through your phone and like punch me in the face and uh-huh. push me down on the ground and like – you know, and put, put, put little zip ties around me like a real cop. And actually like the part of this movie that – is less realistic is that the cop isn't exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the casting for these cops is great. You got the true douchebag, mm. the leader of the pack mm-hmm. who is violent and nihilistic. Um, and only, and very self-concerned. Then mm. you have his lackey, a dumb, generic dopey kind of guy who watches NASCAR, presumably, and then you have the lowest man on the totem pole, the guy who was just hired and who uh, and who's like, come on, guys, you're taking this a little seriously, don't you think that amalgamation of characters? It just it just makes it fully believable. Yeah, it, it, there's the majority is douchey, douchey slash ignorant. Mm. And uh, and that's such a such a potent combo of personality. Yeah, I love that. So they. They happen upon these mall cops um, in the elevator, and then there's a standoff where they're like, come on, let us stand the mall. And they're like, no, it's fuck you guys. It's not, it's your problem. Get out of here. Yeah. And then there's a moment. There's a definite moment where the uh, asshole cop takes a beat. CJ. CJ takes a beat, looks at the woman, does the pussy math, and he's like, oh, wait. Maybe, mm, maybe this is a good point. Maybe we do want a woman. <laughs> Come on here in here for a zombie apocalypse, which is really dark. And I mean, that's you know the he does it because of the implication. You know, it's the like, implication, and that's this movie is all about the implication. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I mean, <laughs> but it'd be implied. They're gonna assume, you know, and then later they take they do go on a boat <laughs> because of the implication. Um, no, but CJ is. Loki, I, I think he's my favorite character in this movie, played by uh, Michael Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the the go to guy in House of Cards, uh, and he because his character has such a great arc. You know, he starts as like the douchebag, nihilistic, self caring uh, mall cop, and then. He transition. He makes this cool transition into like, at some point the uh, the our band of good quote unquote good good guys uh, take over control of the mall from the mall cops and imprison mm-hmm. the mall cops. You know they're like now we have the upper hand. Yeah. CJ gets imprisoned, and then on the back end, CJ becomes the real asset. Mm-hmm. Like he's the he is a fucking doer. You know mm-hmm. he like gets shit done. 
and he he saves people and he kind of it it's kind of highlights the the um the overall um implicate or not implication but the kind of the so one of the lessons that i feel like romero is constantly trying to get across which is people are dynamic and can change you know they're like they're not just bad or good they're kind of all of that hmm. you know and and bad scenarios bring out the best and the worst in people and sometimes you know sometimes you get a little bit of both hmm. uh i really like cj and i really like michael kelly playing him um who was your favorite character in this um yeah, he's he's up there. I mean, I also liked uh what's his name? Is it Ty Burrell, the actor? Oh, he has a, an impronounceable name. Um hang on one second. Uh yeah, y- you'll know him because you've seen him in a million things. Mecky Pfeiffer. No, that's not who I'm talking about. Oh, it's not? No. I'm talking oh, about Ty Burrell. Yes. Ty Burrell, the, the asshole. Like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I could see how people would be bothered by him, but yeah. it's, it's a great addition. He's so good at because as as um, CJ is like kind of transitioning, uh-huh. like he he comes up and replaces like no, this is the this is the asshole guy. Yeah, yeah, Ty Burrell from what? What do people know? Modern Family, Modern I, Family I, yeah. I suppose, is where he's most known. Yeah, um, which like the Modern Family shows how great his comedic chops are, like. And I think that's like not quite as honed in this movie, right? As as later, but still, still there. Some some good moments. Mostly, it's like the script that's the problem. I think, like I, I in what Modern Family? No, in in um, in this movie, like the script is not as funny as you know, sitcom. But right, yeah, no, you, it's not tuned to his personality as as well as Modern Family is. Right. Yeah, no, I, I see where you're going with that. Um, the uh, I also liked Anna, you know, obviously the main character played mm-hmm. by uh, Sarah Polly. Yeah. Or Polly. Um, she's great. Um, yeah. Here's here's my beef with the movie. Again, I already mentioned this, but like there's just not that much that you can do. And it feels like you're forced into making people dumb to make anything interesting happen. Mm-hmm. So she's like a nurse or right she's a nurse or or, yes and she's she's figured out almost immediately okay it's the bite if they get bitten they'll turn into a zombie and yeah and then at various times they like when people get a bite they're like well uh, but maybe we maybe we should leave him here in a a bed in the middle of all of us and not restrain him (laughs) at all he's still a person like they do that like four or five times I think that's, I think that's pretty realistic. I think if, you know, if you think about it, that's, I mean, for me, that's the majority of my day is just being irritated with people's intentional stupidity. It's just like constantly rubbing your eyes and being like, why are you letting this happen? Why are you doing this? We've already made the decision that this is not what we're going to do. And here you are doing it. I guess that is realistic. Like people wouldn't be on board with, I, I mean, the first couple times it makes sense. Like, yeah, people are not on board for just full on murder. <laughs> right. Straight off At the bat. At some point you're going to get tired of the potential murder looming right. over your head. Right. Yeah. Um, 
And they just go back to the well with that over and over again. And every single character gets their moment of like, well, yeah, but what if maybe, I mean, even at the end, um, the nurse is like when the, the last guy gets bitten, he's like, no, no, I can help you. It's like, bitch, no, you cannot. That's what, yeah. Why would you even say that? Right. Um, Matt, there's a lot of, there's a lot of callback people in this movie so there's there's romero makes it into a uh an interview on Uh tv also on tv is um uh peter from the original dawn of the dead uh ken forey uh is he the preacher yes yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. when he says um he says he does a tv spot and he says when there's no more room in hell the dead shall walk the earth which is that was a fantastic way to integrate that into the movie. Right, yeah. I don't think they actually say that out loud in the original. That's just like the tagline of the movie. Oh, might be. I I can't remember. It's been a couple of years. We did uh, review the original. Yeah. Um, just FYI. If you... and go, then... to the, go to the post. We'll have it linked. Yeah, yeah. I've website. already linked it. Um, also, there's uh, Matt Frewer. Which is not a name you'll recognize, but he's definitely a face you'll recognize. This is the next door neighbor from Honey, I Shrunk Your Kids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he is the the um, the focus of one of these empathy. Well, do uh-huh. we kill him? Do we not? He's got his daughter here, and yeah. he's and he's so uh, he's so relatable. But you'll you'll recognize him from the right. next door neighbor in Honey, I Shrunk Your yeah, Kids. Yeah. Man, um, have you gone back and watched Honey, I Shrunk Your Kids? I did in the last like year or two. You did it. I mean, it holds up. It's it's pretty sure, great. It sure does, man. The practical. I, it's one of those are... things where like my I try to get my kids to watch one of these movies and and like I'm just not quite in the sweet spot of it yet. I they're just arriving at it now. Like, yes, I, I've got. I'll share on the afterpod some of this, um, some of the happenings when it comes to cultural exposure with my kids. Very uh, important turning point in a in childhood was reached. Oh, yeah. wow. Because um, they watched The NeverEnding Story for the first time. That's right. Man, that must have been trauma-inducing for your kids. <laughs> your kids are pretty uh, They're pretty vanilla in their ability to handle yeah. fucked up shit. Eston ran out of the room pretty, pretty <laughs> early on. But it was great sitting there and, and watching it. And like Penny in the f- scene where uh, Atreyu is galloping away from like the first, you know... Nothing meeting, nothing encounter. Well, with no, with the with the meeting with all the. Oh yeah, the the little campfire with the princess or whatever. Not not the campfire. They're oh. at like the palace or whatever, and they're oh, like, okay. he, he appears and like I volunteer as tribute, and uh, so he's galloping away from that, and he's like I'm the hero now, and Penny turns to me and she goes, I like that horse. Oh, <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> it starts. And I was like, okay, sweetie, buckle up. <laughs> Well, at least it didn't start for you two years. It started for me when my daughter was two years old. Mm. Something about pink, hair products, and horses, man. Just little, my little girl just goes fucking bonkers. Oh, yeah. Penny, since day one almost. She's, favorite color is pink and purple. Although my other one, my other little girl's like, fuck all that shit. Fuck it. Like, let me just smash this dirt into my face. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so you get Ken, Ken Forey, he, he does a little, uh, he shows up in it. So does, uh, so does our boy, uh, Romero. And of course you got, um, 
you got uh, what's his name yeah. Matt Frewer from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, um, and you know I mean I now I'm kind of now I'm kind of remembering a part where uh, where I kind of a, agree with you where I'm like why are they doing this stupid shit which is. <laughs> They accept a whole nother group of people uh-huh. into the mall. That they obviously have infected. Obviously have infected people. Uh, it's to the extent that one of them is a big fat lady who... She's a great big fat person. She's great, Goodbye, horses. <laughs> um, where she's so obviously in the grips of zombieism that she has to be carted around in a wheelbarrow. And they don't restrain her and she turns and, but why would you accept a bunch of people into your mall? To to be fair, like she's got to be one of the easiestly dispatched zombies that they're going to encounter. Yeah, but the, the point isn't whether or not she's easy to dispatch. It's how much extra complication five more people adds, which is five times the amount of complication. Mm. You know, it's like you keep it tight. You know, yeah. keep it tight. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, and um, and then we get to the part that is indelibly etched into my brain forever. Our zombie, uh, our zombie outbreak makes its way into the birth canal, <laughs> which is so fucking gross. Yeah, it's such There's a gross two, idea. Like the two. Like, standout scenes is the opening, and then the zombie baby. This mom is has been so sl- minorly infected that it's like this slow burn turn where... And he's such a loving husband and excited parent that he's willing to look past the fact that his wife is a zombie giving birth to a zombie baby, and it's like trying to get out of her. Something about... Uh, something about like evil babies in like this is a thing you know this is a thing that happens in movies sometimes where you'll have an evil baby you know that's in the womb and it'll like push on the skin and you'll see their little hands and feet but like more than is natural that gets me so riled up and not in a good way like I'm very alarmed by that. That's one of the experiences going through pregnancy is realizing like, wow, they're really in there and they're really like pushing to the point where it's uncomfortable how much they can really punch out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's, it's not like, oh, I feel them kind of moving. It's like, Jesus Christ, you like reached out and grabbed my thumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I never had that experience with my kids, but I guess... I mean, yeah. Well, I'm no, exaggerating. I, I mean, Didn't I actually grabbed my thumb. No, I know that. I'm just saying it. It was never like I don't even know that I ever even saw it happen. You know, I'm really, have, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, you've never felt it or saw it. I ever? felt it. I felt it, but I, I don't think I was able. I think I saw. Yeah, I think there was once or twice where I saw like a little thing. Yeah, at like eight or nine months, it's like, how is this not exploding out of her belly right now? Yeah, like that's. It gets to a point where it's not only can you see the movement and it like turning around, it gets to a point where it just can't move anymore. <laughs> you know what worked about the zombie baby scene for you? 
Um, I mean, it's just gratuitous. It's exploitative, and I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's so gnarly. I remember this. I remember being so upset the first time I watched. I think I, I think I watched this in theaters. Is that possible? I don't know. Two thousand four. Yeah. But uh, but I, I definitely was alarmed by it. Um, yeah, and then we get our Richard Cheese down with the sickness montage, which is great. You get them kind of living their, mm-hmm. you know, their best lives. It's not as it's not as in depth as the original. Like the original, like really dwelled on. Like that was hey, kind of the movie. living a life. Yeah, going through, and it's kind of like a short montage in this. I wish they could have spent a little more time on that, but yeah, you know, I, I understand. Yeah, and it showed it showed some titty, so it's okay. <laughs> That's true. Um, they were kind of bolted on, though, weren't they? Um, okay. I'm just asking. I can't, um, I can't recall exactly. Yeah, they're all right. Okay. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Uh, so, uh, they've made friends with Andy. He's across the way. He's across the street. He's a gun store owner. And uh, and Andy is getting hungry. Um, it's He's sending them messages. They communicate with a whiteboard on the... They're standing on the roofs and they communicate mm-hmm. with the whiteboard. And, and they're, uh, they're, they've engineered a, an escape plan. They're like, we're going to go take Steve's boat um, to an island. We're in Michigan, I think. Mm-hmm. We're going to go take his yacht to an island and it's going to be great. And uh, But their timeline isn't, isn't on point enough because Andy across the street, his rations run out and he's he's gonna die if if if, of Mm -hmm. starvation presumably or not be strong enough to make it so we have to move our timeline forward we need to get our war vans ready and uh, and head on over there pick up andy and then and then go get the yacht well as you can imagine things go sour and uh andy andy gets eaten our one of our survivors gets eaten in her attempt to save the dog she also takes one of the war vans over there and just makes everything, fucks everything all up, fucks the plan all up, dumb bitch. And um, but uh, our our survivors do end up making it to uh, to the boat, mm-hmm. um, and CJ sacrifices himself in a very um, uh, what would you call that? Uh, in a, a, where you give of yourself to help others, um, um, martyr sacrifice yeah he sacrifices himself in a in a kind way Mm -hmm. and but you got to stick around for the credits on this one yeah because the credits is they're great it's hopeless i watched the theatrical version did you watch the director's no No. there was no way to rent the director's version you only could buy it Mm. so yeah i mean yeah, the credits are... I, I kind of wish they would have just given, like, an epilogue, like, a full-on epilogue and not, like, have it interspersed between, you know, rock and roll credits yeah. sequence. But, yeah, the credits are, like, you have to sit and and watch all the little things. One of the most well-done credits of any movie ever yeah. is the f- start credits are great, the end credits are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, final recommendations. You got anybody in particular who needs to see this? Uh, I mean, this is a must-see zombie movie. This um, is the must-see zombie Yeah, it's movie. like, honestly, I would go, in terms of like traditional zombies, I'd watch the original Night of the Living Dead and just skip forward to this one. 
Ooh, wow, that's a bold statement. I, I, I think it's fun to compare and contrast the original and this one. Yeah, um, I will say that I do, I do like the changes that this one made, uh, yeah. and I do like that it's kind of co-signed by Romero, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, they can run. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And and because there's a big debate, you know, lots of people are like, oh, they shouldn't run. Oh, they should run. You know, it's like, I mean, really, the only thing that I mean, these movies are not about the zombies. No, it's it, about spear or bat. It's about that argument. Bat. Yeah, it's about the people and how they react and the interpersonal relationships. That's like what these movies always explore. Yeah, it's true. It's it's about having fun conversations with friends and and dreaming up. The, uh, you know, what you're going to do. I'm telling you. Spear and Gladius. And a big old shield. No one ever has a shield. I think you got to keep it simple and make it sizzle. I think you got to go with a bat. Or sometimes a, know, maybe man. a board with a nail in it. If you had like a well-trained Roman legion, they could make <laughs> their way through a zombie apocalypse. If you... Easy. Yeah. I'm just saying. No argument there. No argument there. If you had the best thing to deal with this, you'd have the best thing to deal with this. Well said, Bryce. Real well said. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, with these arguments, like, what would you do? What would you yeah. use? Like, well, I'd just get a tank. Right. Okay, but right. what, how'd you, oh, how would you how do How would you fuel it? You know, just circle around and run over all the zombies until there was just a matted, like, carpet of zombie goo. And then I'd refuel it. That's not that's not even remotely reasonable, though. Sure it is. Everybody has that dumb idea. You think you're the best person many, out of all those how people? How many tanks have you seen in, in a zombie movie? How many tanks have you seen? <laughs> Lots. No, I've never seen one tank in real life, I don't think. Or even just going to the police station, grabbing the SWAT vehicle. Where does one... The, like, the police wouldn't be all over that. They got the keys. You people are insane. They got more SWAT vehicles than they know what to do with down my at the police tax, station. My tax dollars paid for that horn. So with that, let's get on to our next uh, our next topic of interest. I did start a new podcast. Did you get a? Uh, it's called Hotline, an advice podcast. Did you get a chance to listen to Hotline? I only listened to the first episode so far. Oh, that's the intro episode. Yeah, it's been a couple episode. weeks. I think we probably by now. I um. By now we have a couple episodes out, uh, and it's me and Babyface Billy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we, how did you meet Babyface Billy? It's a funny story. He reached out to me, and uh, and I just liked his vibe, and um, mm. you know, and he's pretty quick on his. He's a little unhinged, mm. though. Uh, so I feel like there's a little bit of a role reversal compared to this podcast. Okay, Whereas, where you're the the cool and measured one. Whoa, I wouldn't say cool. I would say uh, boring. The, the awesome. The boring one. The the one that's right. everyone loves. Sure, yes. <laughs> However you'd like to interpret it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. And B- Billy uh, is a little bit... Uh, he takes it pretty far, mm-hmm. uh, so I think, sometimes. But, um, but yeah, so... But we could use listeners, and we could definitely use... Um, people asking for advice because it is an advice podcast and you know it, it it's it's i think it's pretty fun we've already had a couple people uh write in to us at 
um, hotlinepod at gmail.com. But we haven't had any callers, so you could potentially be one of the first callers to call into this. What I'm sure will end up being a breakout hit show. Um, I have high hopes for Hotline. Mm-hmm. Um, art, art on that one done by Dustin Goebel. Oh, nice. um, yeah, we commissioned him to do our our show artwork, and I just said, "Do make it look like the Nightline logo." Mm, okay, uh, but uh, but make it Hotline, and uh, and I'm going to add some alligators and fluorescent colors to that logo as time progresses. Mm. Um, it's going to be a living logo. I have some plans. Okay, yeah. So yeah, uh, go listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and then finally. So last, uh, so we recorded this on the same day that we recorded our episode on in the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, We're I, just still still so pumped about I, it. It's hard not to talk. I've about I've got it. a lot of energy. I got it. I don't know if you can tell, but we um, want to we want to make sure that we. I mean, we don't know where it's going to go. It's like we're still in, you know, kind of negotiations. Nothing signed yet. Um, but yeah, Spotify approached us and asked, you know, if we wanted to become an exclusive. Spotify podcasts like Rogan and and uh, last podcast on the left have done, but there's Come, also been I, I've I've looked into it a little bit. There's also some other like much smaller podcasts that have, you know, that have gotten this. Yeah, I mean, out to. that's like the uh, Spotify has access to your analytics if you're on Spotify, so they know like which ones have the trajectory or which ones have the engagement. Um, so, I mean, there's probably, they're finding the diamonds in the rough and like capturing them before they become the next, you know, serial, even though that's not apropos because serial, serial started out huge. Um, but yeah, like the, the, gra- they can find the grassroots podcast like ours that, um, show real promise. And I mean, that's how they explained it to us. Right. We're um, not owned by, by any podcast network either. Yeah. You know, we're just our own thing. And, um, so yeah, we're pretty excited about it and we want to make sure we talk about it on every episode in case it goes for so we need to like kind of promote it. it's like you know maybe move over to spotify if you haven't yeah or at least like follow us on spotify in case it happens but i can't be- i feel like i can't believe that this is happening you know we've had so much stuff just fall in our laps like it's amazing like we had the the uh, Freddy Krueger interview, <laughs> Tara Westwood, Robert England. No, Tara Westwood, we reached out to. There, oh, okay. there's some stuff where we made adult, it happen. Yeah, the Adult Swim promo. The Adult Swim stuff fell in our lap. Manscaped fell in our lap. Like, yeah. there's, it's crazy if you have like a decent enough following for a independent podcast where people just. Stuff will way more stuff fall, falls into our laps than I imagine, and this is the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, holy cow! This is like we're like looking off into like five years, a ten year plan into the future. Like, yeah, this could really become a thing to where it's like, like really, I'm you know something that we can make it that makes a difference in our lives, and this falls in our laps, and it could be like tomorrow I, we could sell out. I'm worried that they're gonna. That they haven't listened to the show. And, you know, the Spotify employees have already, like, multiple times, like, like gone on strike or some weird shit over Rogan saying some minorly non-woke thing. Really? I haven't been following. 
And uh, yeah, and so I don't know. I just feel like, I, I, although we're probably not big enough to attract that kind of attention yet. Yeah, I just I don't want to change who we are, you know. Yeah, and you know, I, most of our listeners are not on Spotify, even though it's a huge portion of our listeners. You know, I, I feel like I wonder if we're abandoning people if some of our hardcore listeners are not going to follow us over. And that would make me really sad. And that's yeah, honestly but that's kind of their choice, though. Like they could easily just get the app and listen. Like it's not us abandoning them. It's them abandoning us. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's enough of a problem for me to where I'm like, it really does call into question of whether we should do it or not. No, I hear you. And that's kind of why we're talking about it early to see it like. What's the reaction? Like, what are what are people going to say about it? And I think there's a lot of people that are going to be really, really happy for us and want us to just like, yeah, man, you do you take it. I'll follow you over. And then there's going to be a lot of people like, oh, no, podcasting is becoming this walled garden, like all this series of walled gardens. Like, don't do it. Like, make it free, man. Like people that complain about ads and podcasts, like there's a lot of work, you know, it's. We put a lot of work and effort into it. I mean, we're not the best, but um, we're not making minimum wage off this podcast yet. So no. giving an opportunity to make way more than minimum wage off of the podcast on Spotify is really like... I can't... That's the other thing. I haven't done the numbers. I don't really understand how all this would work out. We probably need to talk to somebody who really actually kind of understands this stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe we should come out with some sort of, like, I don't... We can issue our own press releases, you know? Yeah, you just release them on, like, yeah. PR Newswire, let's just PR re- Web. Let's just release a press release that that announces this whole well, thing. Well, I mean, once we decide, once we sign papers, we'll, we'll have to do that. And I'm sure Spotify will do that for us, too. Well, I want to get, I want to get interest at this point, you know, to see what... Maybe, I don't maybe know how that'll help us. Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, know. I uh, we're still we're still figuring. Out. I, we're probably talking too much about it. Let's let's move on. Like, we're gonna feel really stupid if like eventually we decide, or it falls through, or we decide not to do it. Like, why do we spend so much time on it? But we'll keep you updated. Um, you know, sometimes with contract negotiations, there's like stories or like, you know, kind of controversies that happen. So and, it might I'm, be and I'm constantly wondering like how much weight do I have to throw around to be like, fuck that. Give me more. You right. know? Right. Like, cause that's, that's just my MO. As soon as, as soon as I see, you know, a number, I'm like, it's not, yeah, it's a big number, but it's not this number. Right. There's always could be higher. You know, I let's, mean, let's we're, turn we're not, that... not going to say how much they offer, but I mean, a million dollars is a lot of money. Let's turn that like M into was... a B. You know, what is what are you fucking holding out on me? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, with that, thank you for listening to our show, our humble show. Um, make sure to share it with a uh, with a friend. If <laughs> Spotify deal doesn't go through, you gotta you know you gotta share it with a yeah, friend. especially cause... our Spotify listeners. Please like share it with other people. I mean, you can add them to playlists. You can sh- you can literally share it through Spotify. So right, do the easy thing. You know, share it with your friends on Spotify. Yeah, if you'd like to support the show, another great way apart from you know the shop and being becoming a patron is to uh, is just to go to our website horrormovietalk.com, look up in the banner and in in the banner it says buy stuff on Amazon. If you click that link, 
you will uh, you'll be brought to Amazon, and then you can just buy things as you normally would, and a portion of your purchase will go to fund the show. And um, if you'd like to call us and tell us your opinion on the Spotify deal, go ahead and do so at six eight two. Two five three four four six eight. We love you so much. You guys have a great week. Bye bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat. Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny. Begs to donate money. Fake sponsors for dummies and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Putting pop done gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rock. Kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy, doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. The global fucks hard, professional sex burden. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper Chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines take old bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares. They fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. About zombies running versus walking and that's a an interesting difference oh we have a phone call hold on phone call coming in hello
Yeah, I'm in the middle of it. What? Wedge, wedge salad. Yeah. Um, candied nuts of some sort, if that's possible. It's got to be Bryce's mom. Just bacon and tomatoes. <laughs> Blue cheese. Okay. All right. Bye. Love you.